Hello, this is Pastor Becca Bateman of Doylestown Presbyterian Church. As our podcast audience continues to grow, I want to thank our loyal listeners and welcome those who may have just recently found us. We know that life can quickly become so busy, so this podcast offers an on-the-go opportunity to hear Sunday's sermon, along with a scripture lesson from that day's lay leader or preacher. We also encourage you to visit our website at dtownpc.org to learn more about our church and all the diverse ministries. Thank you for tuning in. Reading from the first chapter beginning at verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And this is the word of the Lord. Pray with me, please. Our gracious God, we gather once again in anticipation of the birth of a Savior, the one who comes to us, the one who loves us, and the one who is with us at this very moment. So quiet in us, every voice but your own. Amen. I wonder how many of you have done your Christmas shopping online. According to a recent study, 60% of Americans will do their Christmas shopping online. The driver of the Amazon truck in our neighborhood is so familiar with us, he calls us by our first names. It seems daily something arrives that has been ordered online. You can get almost anything you want online. So some years back, I decided I would Google the perfect Christmas gift. And when I Googled it, it sent me to another site. And that site was titled Christmas Picker. And basically, you filled out a survey, you answered questions. And as they looked at all your answers, they were able to pick the perfect Christmas gift for that person. Well, I thought, I'm going to give it a go, see what it looks like for me. So I filled out the 
the usual steps, usual questions, gender, married, occupation. I looked and they didn't have clergy. So I said, okay, I found concert pianist and clicked it. You would have loved it, Mina. And then it came to the part about personality and I clicked charming and cheerful. And then I hit the submit button. And I was sure that my perfect gift that I would email to my wife, Kareem, would be an autographed football from the Pittsburgh Steelers. But instead, it said the perfect gift for someone like me would be a gourmet stuffed quail. Really, a gourmet stuffed quail. You can get almost anything online these days, but we do know that there are indeed some things you cannot order online. They cannot be delivered by Amazon, UPS, or the mail to your home. These gifts aren't available online, but they are available because they are gifts that come from inside of you. They are gifts that express who you are and who you want to be and how you want to treat and relate to your family and to all those around you. There are some gifts that can only come from inside of you. I remember listening to one of my professors, Seward Hiltner. He was a pioneer in pastoral counseling, and he was the first one to study psychology and mix it with theology. He was a giant in his day. And in our class, he told us one day, one of the most important things you can do in your life is to be a good listener. He said, most of us can make it through life if we have someone, just anyone, who will listen to us. Someone who will listen without trying to correct us or comment on every word. Someone who will just listen to the longings of our heart. Sort of reminds you of what Jesus did, how he listened. He just listened to what was on the heart of so many. Listening. What a wonderful gift. Dr. Hiltner said, that is a Christ-like gift being able to listen. If along your journey you meet someone who is suffering 
someone who is going through a difficult time, someone who has lost a loved one. The gift that you can give them, not only at Christmas, but every day, is to simply be quiet and to listen. Those who study grief say the most important thing you can do to help someone who has lost a loved one is to be a listening presence. Don't tell them, oh, they're in a better place, or, well, you'll be okay. No. Just listen. I think Hiltner's right. Listening is a Christ-like gift. Certainly, there are other gifts. I saw yesterday in the Washington Post an article written by some teachers who at this time of the year get all kind of little gifts. And this teacher had retired some years ago and said, I still have a drawer full of Starbucks cards. Oh, but what I keep are those little notes and cards and letters of appreciation. People who take time to say how much they appreciate what I have tried to do for them. I wonder if there's anyone near you this Christmas who needs you to give them just a little extra ounce of appreciation. I think sometimes in my life I get tangled in the tinsel and I overlook the people who are ever so close to me. We're all kind of tight and stressed. And we overlook and take people for granted. Is there someone close to you that needs that gift? If so, today's a pretty good day to share it with them. When I was growing up as a child, I often asked my mother, Mom, what can I give you for Christmas? And every year she frustrated me to no end because it was the same response year after year after year. Tommy, she said. She called me Tommy until she died at the age of 101. All my siblings call me Tommy. I don't think they know I'm ordained. <laughs> Tommy. She said, Tommy, what I would like for Christmas is for you to be nice to your sisters and brother. I have four sisters and one brother. That's a tall order for anyone. <laughs> Being nice to all of them every day? So you know what I did? I bought her slippers and a robe. <laughs> but as I grew older, I understand what she was trying to teach me. 
The best gifts you can give to someone come from inside of you. The best gifts aren't wrapped in ribbon and bows. The best gifts are those that you give to someone that come from inside of you. Those are the special gifts. It is the gift of self. Theologians have a funny name for that. It's called the incarnation. How the word became flesh and dwells among us, full of grace and full of truth. The gift of self. God sends his son. God sends himself to be with us. And that's what this season is all about. And that's what Christmas means when you get down to the very basic reason. And that is God in flesh appearing. Becca and I both know my friend Tom Toole, who, who once said, you know, the best gifts are always wrapped in flesh. I think that's what my mom was trying to teach me. The best gifts are the gift of what's inside of you that you can give to someone. Long, long ago, there was a little boy, he was six, and his name was Johnny. And Johnny lived with other children in a home. As Christmas Eve arrived, little Johnny announced to the other children in the home, I'm not going to Christmas Eve services. And they said, but, oh, Johnny, you have to go to Christmas Eve services. He said, no. I'm not going to Christmas Eve, not this year. And they said, well, if you don't, we're going to go tell the chaplain. And they did. Because Johnny was frightened of the threat they were going to tell this chaplain, he hid under the bed. Well, the other children went to see this young chaplain just started the job, was right out of the seminary. He was trying to finish up his sermon for worship that was going to start in about an hour. And there he was in his study under a pile of papers and a stack of books, trying to figure out what do you say. And the children told him about Johnny. And they said, you really need to come help him. Well, he did so very reluctantly, knowing he had not finished what he wanted to say on Christmas Eve. So he went into Johnny's room, and all the other children were peering in through the door from the hallway. And he said, Johnny, it's Christmas Eve. I want you to come to worship. Afterwards, we'll come back, and there'll be presence under the tree. Not a word from Johnny. 
So then he sat down on the bed and he said, Johnny, you, you really should come to worship tonight. We're going to sing songs that you love. And I know how much you love to sing. Not a word from Johnny. So then he knelt down and looked under the bed. He said, Johnny, when we come back from worship, we're going to have chocolate cake and hot chocolate. You're going to love it. Not a word. So finally, the, the young chaplain got down and inched his way under the bed, snagging his sweater on the bed springs. And he moved inch by inch until he moved right up beside Johnny. And he didn't say a word. Not a single word. He was just there. And after a minute or so, he felt the touch of a little hand holding his. Together they were there. No one said a single word. And then they got out from underneath the bed together. Sometimes we don't need words. Sometimes we just need to be present with those around us. And I think that's what the Bible means when it says Emmanuel, God with us, God in flesh appearing, so that God can be beside you and be beside me, that God can inch himself as close as possible so we know he's there, that we can reach out and hold his hand just as he holds us with his love. And the word became flesh. Emmanuel, God with us. Yep, some of the very special gifts in life only come wrapped in flesh. Amen and amen. Thank you again for joining us today. Once again, I invite you to check out dtownpc.org for information about our worship and programming for all ages.